Grant. I could just leave that last scripture up. Um, good morning, everybody. Um, I chose that because it's short and it's got a kick. And, and it's kind of like reveals something about God that we have to grow and learn and understand to know these attributes of God. That he actually exercises loving kindness. And some of us have got backgrounds where that was never preached. Some of us grew up in environments where God was the judge. He was waiting for the mistake. He'd be on the end of your bed in the morning when you open your eyes and he'd just look at you and go, well, you know. But he exercises loving kindness, justice and righteousness on the earth. For I delight in these things, declares the Lord. You know, it brings me back to the word gospel meaning good news. The gospel's not just a way we talk about the message of the cross. Gospel is the word of God to the world. That God preaches good news. There's a scripture in, uh, and before I get going, <laughs> I'm just about to crank it. <laughs> I want to say thank you, Grant, for the opportunity, Grant and Linda, Chloe, for looking after me and allowing me to speak into your world as you speak into mine. And it's nice to see everybody here, but if I say, how are you all, then I need you all to come up and tell me, and we're not going to do that. <laughs> and um, let's just open with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for the goodness that comes from you to us. We thank you, Lord, we don't earn it. You just give it. It is who you are. And we thank you, Lord, we gather here in the mercy of God and in the grace of God and in the love of God and under the word of God. And we thank you for unction, for the spirit of God to be over the word of God today in Jesus' name, empowering the word for the benefit of us all. Amen. Amen. Yeah, the, the, the word gospel meaning good news. And if you look up all the synonyms for that word and, and anything to do with that word good, there's nothing whatsoever negative and, and one description of that word says no grey areas. So if we're preaching the gospel, we're preaching things that are like this, that give us strength, lift us up. It reminds me of a passage of scripture and I can't remember where it was but it was an angel asking God a question and the angel was concerned about something and, and it escapes me what the question was, but I know what the answer was. It says, God answered the angel with good and comforting words. God answered the angel with good and comforting words. Which takes me to the book of Daniel. And I know we're talking about the will of God, but we'll get to that in a sec, okay? Because you guys have had seven weeks of the, the will of God and I think, what, can, what, what have I got to say? <laughs> But I, I want to simplify it, start at the beginning and know that the message of salvation, the message is a good message and is, is imparted through good words, that it will bring something to your life that you never had before. And so I could just look out here and say, well, here we are in Queensland. We're in the will of God right now, aren't we? <laughs> Southeast Queensland, there's no place better. People leave South Africa, they leave Canada, they leave all over the world to come here. 
<laughs> and there's something about the spirit in this place that New South Wales hasn't got. <laughs> we see it every time at State of Origin. The Queenslanders lift. And I mean, I was born in New South Wales. I always secretly hope for New South Wales to do well. But I can't but acknowledge there's something here. Oh, gosh, now we're going. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking. <laughs> okay. So, in Daniel, that's where I wanted to go. In Daniel chapter 9, I think. Let me just check. Daniel chapter 10. Daniel chapter 10. And Daniel's had a dramatic vision and it's left him weak and completely drained. We can start in, let's see, verse... 15. And when he had spoken such words to me, I turned my face toward the ground and became speechless. And suddenly one having the likeness of the sons of men touched my lips. Then I opened my mouth and spoke, saying to him who stood before me, My Lord, because of the visions, my sorrows have overwhelmed me and I have retained no strength. For how can this servant of my Lord talk to you, my Lord? As for me, no strength remains in me now, nor is there any breath in me. Sometimes we come to that place. Sometimes we come to a place in life as Christians where we just feel like we're done for. <laughs> Stuff goes down. <laughs> the shield of faith is for times of crisis. And the Bible says that it will quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. That means they're coming. <laughs> and we will feel like there's no strength and we feel like we haven't got it. But there's one who resides in us who has got what we haven't got. And he speaks to us. And if we know him, we hear his voice, we recognise his voice, and a stranger's voice that tells us we're not going to make it, we won't listen to that. And here's how God deals with Daniel. Verse 18, Then again, the one having the likeness of a man, he touched me and strengthened me. Have you ever noticed when someone touches you, when you go through something, we call it reassure? They reassure us. They put something into us, you know. Touch is important. And then he said, O man, greatly beloved, fear not. Peace be to you. Be strong. Yes, be strong. So when he spoke to me, I was strengthened. Let my Lord speak now, for you have strengthened me. How did God strengthen him? With good and comforting words. Oh, greatly loved. That's the first thing we need to know when we go through anything in life, that we are greatly loved. And we need to know that God believes in us. 
We need to hear his voice saying, fear not. Be strong. Be strong. And this is then what we become to others. We speak words that strengthen. We speak words that bring peace. We, this is the will of God. And we'll see here through a few passages of Scripture how the, 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 the way to get into the will of God is what Chloe mentioned before, that God wills for all to be saved. That's part A. But part B is come to the knowledge of the truth. So the will of God is for us to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Two parts to that will. And God's will, if anybody is saved, let me say it like this, you're in. (laughs) The will of God for your life, tick. And now we follow him. And we grow in knowledge. And we learn the importance of the words that we speak and the words that God would speak to us. Because many times we take on board words that God isn't speaking, hasn't spoken, he's not going to speak. Because he's not, he, he's not like that. He's like he was to Daniel. He who glories, let him glory in this, that he knows me, knows my heart. Now with this knowledge, the Bible talks about it, how Colossians 3.10, I'm going to give you my amplified version, It tells us that the new man in Colossians 3.10 is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. That word renew, the new man is renewed, is, 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 is being renewed. That word renewed means to renovate. The new man is being renovated through knowledge, into the image of him who created him. This is the will of God for your life, that you be shaped through knowledge, that you know the way God speaks, that you know his choice of words, that you know that he's a God that speaks comfort, edification, exhortation, that even if he's going to chasten you, he'll do it so that you're comforted and exhorted in that chastisement, not brutalised. So we've got to present God as he is to a world that does not know him. Why should they want to know someone that half the church don't even trust? Or don't know how to trust, that's a better way to say it. Uh, Romans 8.29, for whom he foreknew, for whom he foreknew, that's us, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. So, you know, the gospel is transforming your life into the image of the son of God so that as you grow, And as you're shaped 
and as your form. You speak like he speaks. You think like he thinks. You walk like he walks. Being shaped. Let's take away the knowledge and what have we got? We've got a free-for-all and all we want is a bit of action. (laughs) Let me see the moving of the spirit, but you don't want to grow. Let me see the miracles, but you don't want to grow. That's what Gideon called out. Where's all these miracles, Lord? And the Lord didn't even answer that question. He said, this is what I want you to do. (laughs) This is your assignment. Didn't answer the question. So, are we at Romans 8.29? Yes. So conform, that word conform. That means having the same form as another. Having the same form as another. Having the same form as the Son of God. Through what? Through growing in knowledge. Romans 12.2 says it like this. Do not be conformed to this world. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world. That word conformed. Fashion one's life according to. Do not fashion your life according to this world, but be transformed or changed into another form by the renovating, renewing of your mind. There's, you know, outside of our bodies just stays the same if we do a bit of exercise have a good diet but inside we're being changed and it will affect the outside as we put on and that's what the bible talks about putting on the man that you know is in you who is this man this is the man that has been shaped into the image of god into the image of jesus This is the man that walks in love. This is the man that walks in forgiveness. This is the man that walks in self-control. This takes a lifetime. (laughs) I could read them all out now and we'd all go home depressed because none of us are actually there yet, but we are there. In our spirits, we're perfect. The work is complete. And as we renew, what are we renewing? Does it say renew your spirit to the work? It says renew your mind. Be transformed. Renovate your mind. Pull all those wires out. Knock down those rotting cupboards. Pull out those floorboards. Rewire. Rebuild. When we leave this life, we all talk about going to heaven, but at the end of the day, this earth will be renovated. (laughs) And we will come back and live on this earth. And we will belong here completely and it will be perfect and so will you. Inside the work is finished, outside we're being renewed. We're renewing our minds to what? To the gospel, to good words, to encouraging words, to words that shape your life like it's never been shaped before, to words that cancel out the words of life that may have come from people around you, from your peers, from even your parents, from society, from the media, 
the media, my goodness. I'd like to say turn it off, but I watch it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so do not be conformed. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove something, what the will. We're talking about the will of God that you may prove. What is that good, acceptable and perfect will of God? And there's a couple of ways I've heard this preached about um, some would say you're only in God's goodwill or some say maybe in God's accepted, acceptable will or you can transition into God's perfect will. But I say this is all a process. Yeah. That it's something that you move through. The word good, that means agreeable. Acceptable is fully agreeable and well-pleasing. And perfect is of full age or mature. So we're processing through the will of God. Is anyone in Christ? You're in the will of God. And you're processing through the will of God. And you grow and you develop and you mature. And you grow. You, you might start off with... I don't know. I don't... <laughs> Colourful language. But you're still in Christ and you're still in the will of God. But we grow and we grow past that. And we put on words that help people. You know, in my daily life, I drive an Uber. And um, I picked up this little girl, I think it was only about a week ago. I'd never picked her up before. It was five o'clock in the morning, it was seven degrees, she was there in the dark with her little torch on and um, she was a barista and she comes down out of the dark and she's got these little shorts on and I'm thinking, who'd be out there in seven degrees with a pair of shorts, my goodness, and in she gets and she's what I can only describe as a morning person. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Isn't it <all? laughs> And she's a barista and she was off to work and we just talked coffee because I, I kind of like move around the Gold Coast so I know where all the good coffee parts are that I like. And so we were just talking coffee. A few days later, there she is again. And I pick her up and she bounces in the car and she sits there and she's saying, I've been reading the Bible. I thought, oh, that's nice. Yeah. She said, I think I want to be born again. Just like that. And, and she starts telling me about a couple of her friends that she's working with. And, and, you know, I've just got to be respectful here. It's not all about me closing the sale or... <laughs> so, so I just talked to her about life in Christ because once you come into Christ, you're you have this eternal assurance. It's, you know, it's, if you never do anything with your Christian life, I'm telling you, you have an eternal assurance. You have an eternal destiny. You can sit on the fence for the rest of your life, but when you draw your last breath, your next one will be in the presence of God and you don't deserve to be there. And I don't deserve to be here. But we're there anyway. Because of why? Because of him. Because of his goodness. Because of his kindness. Because of his mercy. Because, you know, the, the hum, humanity, we want to see retribution. We want to see revenge. We want to see a bit of justice. 
And so many times we get judgmental about what people do as Christians. We don't understand their backgrounds, where they come from. What like my grandfather was a First World War veteran. He never spoke to his kids. How do I expect my dad to be good with me when his father didn't even know how to talk to him? So he's never had that example. We're back with the little girl in the, in the Uber. So the next day she gets in. I think I want to be baptised. <laughs> so I just started talking baptism with her. And, and this has gone on for about a, a week. Every day for a week there's just a little new addition. And, um, and then she got in a couple of days ago and she goes, well, I got baptised. <laughs> and I met this really nice guy at church. And she said, and I've got to go to a wedding in Byron Bay to meet his parents. She said, I'm so scared and so nervous. And see you later. Off she goes. Next day she's in again. I'm going down this afternoon. She said, will you pray for us? I said, what do you mean us? She said, well, me and you. I, I, I said, me? She said, yeah, pray for us, you know, like. So I, I prayed for her and her trip down to meet the people that she's never met before, but she'll be fine. She's just such a pleasant person, you know. She's just one of those people you can't help but like. And, and so then we go again, goodbye. And, and it's like the thing that really blessed me the most, she said, I told... She's funny with her words. She said, I told my mum about you. She said, I really love this guy. She said, oh, she said, not that I love you. She said, because I don't <laughs> even know you. She said, but he's just normal. <laughs> he's just a normal guy. And you'd never know he was a preacher or, a, you know, he's just... And, and this is what we are. We're just normal folks. But when... It doesn't matter who we meet. Our job is not necessarily to close the sale. It's to speak right words. It's to lift people up. It's to show, it's, you know, this little girl sat in my car feeling free enough to talk these things with me every step of her little journey, which I've got every day for about a week. <laughs> and she's transitioning nicely, or she has transitioned. And it's just beautiful to watch. And I think this is our life, folks. It, it's, there's... There's other Christians around that are part of somebody else's process. It's not just all about you. There are other people that they meet. Like she just kept telling me, I keep meeting these Christians. Because she's why? Because she's being set up. And it's important that we're equipped as he would have us equipped. It's important that when she speaks to me that I respond the way Jesus would because of, I've been growing and developing in the things of God. And, and she doesn't get this repentance. She, she started talking about her tarot cards. I didn't say anything. Well, the next day she comes and she says, I threw out the tarot cards. My sister's furious. <laughs> We're all part of somebody else's success. Whether you feel like you are or whether you're not. And if you're outside of the kingdom of God, then if you want to get in the will of God, get into the kingdom. Because God's expression of love is through good and comforting words. And God's expression towards people is an expression of acceptance. 
It is not. What time do I finish? Okay. <laughs> 3 John 2, we've all heard this. Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. How do we do well in life? We have to grow. We have to know. But we have to know his voice. And those of us who are ministers have a responsibility to speak his words like he would speak them. That they are containers of the love and intention of God for other people's lives. God wants you to do well and to be well. Right. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to understand that scripture, yet... You know, I look on Facebook at Christians just slamming other Christians because they're successful or they have a healing testimony or something like this. And I think, my goodness, what's the matter with us? That we can't even get this little thing right sometimes. Listen to this scripture. I like this. 1 Thessalonians 4.10. But we urge you, brethren. Maybe we can put that up. 1 Thessalonians 4 verse 10. We'll be reading down to verse 12, I think. But we urge you, brethren, that you increase more and more. That says, is that the American Standard Version? NAS. Have you got the New King James? No. Okay. Well, don't put it up. I'll just read it. <laughs> this is the New King James Version. It says, but we urge you, brethren, that you increase more and more. And that you aspire to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business, to work with your hands, there's one, as we commanded, and that you may walk properly towards those who are outside and that you may lack nothing. That's the will of God. So how well have you done recently? Done pretty well, thanks. Doing well. Well, God wants you to do better. He wants more for you, not as in money in the bank, but more as in the fullness of life. So this is just revealing the will of God for your life. What about this, that you mind your own business? (laughs) Who's no good at that? (laughs) That's a classic right there, isn't it? We can go home just on that. That'll keep us busy. (laughs) That you aspire to lead a quiet life. We don't need to get into everybody else's business. I should tell that little girl that. She... She's like an alarm clock going off when she gets in my car. It's like your shirt. (laughs) See, God is a God of increase. He's not the God of, okay, now that's enough. For him to be like that, that means he must have an end. If we're shaped in his image, if we're made according to his likeness, If the universe does not stop, just keeps going, 
You think about that. We, we're restricted by time here. Time and distance on this earth, we're restricted by that. God is not restricted by that. He always has been. He always will be. What he created is, and this will blow you out, as far as you can go, he's there. He's as much there as he is here. That's bizarre. But you can't live your Christian life out of what's between your ears. You live your Christian life out of the faith that's in your heart. And that comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Uh, 1 Corinthians 7.20 Let each one remain in the calling to which he was called. Five? How many minutes? Five? Let each one remain in the calling to which he was called that that means there in a nutshell let me give you that in a nutshell stay put <laughs> stay put and grow stay put and know stay put and be stay put and flow stay put and walk talk live in this day and age, people are just bouncing off the walls. The Bible says in the last days, people will just be running to and fro. Stability's hard to find. A nice family. Stay put and grow in the knowledge of God and allow his life to unfold and allow the goodness of his words to shape your life and you'll go out and shape others and you'll be a strength around others. And you'll put your hand on someone's shoulder who's going through a tough time and you'll be the reassuring voice. And you'll be the one who's not a judgmental soul, who has no expectation of people but to love them and know that if they're in Christ, they are in the will of God. They might not act like they're in the will of God, but they're in the will of God. I love this passage of Scripture. It's one of my favourite verses. It's like a... um, It's a promise of the covenant that is to come in Jeremiah. Where God says through Jeremiah the prophet, this is the prophet. This is the covenant I'll make in those days. No man shall teach his neighbour saying, know the Lord. For they all shall know me from the least to the greatest. From the least to the greatest. We can all know God equally. He doesn't, he, he's, he's no respecter of persons. He doesn't favour this one over that one. He treats us all the same. He doesn't yell at you, but kind to you. He's good to us all. He's good to us all. Let's just take a moment. I can just picture the son on the cross laying his life down, crying out for his father, my God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? 
his relationship was cut off so we could be brought in. And his intimacy and, and his relationship with his father was everything to him. And it can be everything to us. We won't be cut off. He'll never leave us. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. And if you're, if you're in that place here, I don't know everyone here, but if, if you haven't stepped over the fence and into the life of God, I would just want you to know this, that Jesus paid the price, that there is nothing holding you back from accessing God if you come through Jesus Christ. That he laid down his life so that you could pick up yours. And pick up a life that is based on the goodness of God and the grace of God and the knowledge of God. That he's good, that he's kind. He'll never let any of us down. Perhaps if we all just close our eyes, I just want to make sure everyone here is in a good place spiritually. And if you just want to say to me, yes, Colin, you know, I hear these words and I want to respond and I want to be like that girl that got in your car. I want to be a Christian. I want to hear what God wants to do in my life. I want to be shaped. I want to change. If you're here today and that's you, can you just signify to me, just raise your hand, raise one hand, Thank you. You can put that down. Thank you. You just you've just pleased God right there and then. Let's all just say this prayer together and if that girl that raised her hand, just make sure that you speak these words out. They're words that take us into the life of God. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me. Thank you for giving your life for me. I accept it. I embrace it. And I thank you for it. And I am yours and you are mine, in Jesus' name. Amen.